Hello, everybody, and welcome to Spiritual Successor, a comedy video game design podcast inspired by the late and great Cool Games, Inc. I am one of your hosts, Blake Rea. Happy holidays. I'm wearing flannel. I'm cutting AJ off. Can I talk now, or are you going to keep cutting me off? No, I think I want to redo the intro again. Okay, go. Hello, everybody. Welcome to... I'm one of your hosts, Blake Rea. And I'm your other host, AJ Hart. <laughs> we take your lovely submissions from Twitter, Reddit, and email, and YouTube, even though AJ's a stinkler and says we don't, and we turn those into the next AAA video games. AJ. What's up? How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty decent. Been no, you... spending a lot of video game hours. Oh, do you want to talk yeah, about you're the not thing doing, that I was really do, upset about earlier You're not today? doing decent. You're fucking angry. You're an angry motherfucker. That's right. right I'm angry, and I've been reminded by you now. Oh, here comes my angry vibes. For the first time ever today, I heard an insult that I will use forever in my <laughs> life now. Um, <laughs> so we were in we were in line for Starbucks, and somebody cut AJ off. Because like, said, <laughs> I, I need to explain what happened. So I was in line to get into the Starbucks fucking parking lot. Or into the drive-thru, uh-huh. and the drive-thru curves off from the road, and so I had to leave some space, because I was in the middle of the parking lot, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, if I pull in now, I'm not going to be able to pull in the whole way, and then I'm going to block the road so that other people can't drive through here. Uh-huh. I'm going to leave a space, that way people can drive through should they need to. <laughs> and the guy behind your him- Your hubris, your your kindness. Oh, my, my one- You're right. That is my hubris. My one big flaw- You're in LA. You can't be kind, dude. You got to be an asshole like everybody else. You got to join us. The only flaw I have in my life and my body that will lead to my downfall is that I'm too nice. Because uh-huh. I left a space for other cars to go through mm-hmm. and some numb nuts- <laughs> Was like, oh, there's a spot. I'm just going to go ahead. And he pulls around me. And I'm like, oh, okay. He's going to go ahead and go past me so that he can go on with his day. I've achieved my job. And I've left space for somebody else. God, I am so good and nice. (laughs) That's when he took your spot. And then this dumb taint liquor (laughs) pulled in to. Are you assuming licking taint is bad? Well. I'm sure there are some. No, he licks like nasty taint. Oh, ugh. Should I use a bad term then? Like maybe taint biter would be like more. Ah, that feels that a little, hurts. That feels a lot worse, no. right? Does I have a little <laughs> bit more sting to it? It's aggressive. I don't know. So this dumb taint biter pulls into the driveway in front of me, and I'm just like, bruh. <laughs> and then he used probably my favorite I insult meant, ever I'm... used ever. <laughs> <laughs> AJ double flips this guy off and says, Your shit is whack and your pullout game is weak? <laughs> no, you said your dick is small and your pullout game is weak. <laughs> I've never heard anybody measure somebody's worth as their pullout game. And I just, it's so dumb. The weird thing is, it's I don't so know where stupid. that came from. I don't know where in my. From- came from a deep place, a deep sense of hatred. <laughs> everybody knows that everybody's worth is based entirely on their pullout game. <laughs> Holy shit. AJ, do you have a submission or do you want me to do a submission? I'll let you take the first one today. Okay. Because I'm just so generous and I know I've been scorned once before for being generous, but as we have established, this is my hubris, my one great burden, my curse. <laughs> All right, AJ, I got a game for you. This one comes to us on Twitter from Philip at X-Ray950. A game only for perverts. Okay. AJ, what, you, what well, is... Well, you know what's weird about that submission? What's up? We got a submission that was almost the exact same thing earlier this week from somebody else. Oh, shit. All right, you want is it, <laughs> to... Does it involve the copious amount of feet-related games we got this no, week? No, <laughs> it does not. This comes from Twitter also from Kitty Fun Specialist Angrew. At Oh God, send help. <laughs> You've heard it here. Send help, I guess. Angry suggests you've somehow managed to get a contract for Hideo Kojima to remake literally any game. What is it and how does he make it a Hideo Kojima game? How does this revolve to per- a game only for perverts? A game only for perverts and a game directed by Hideo Kojima is essentially a pseudonym. <laughs> Synonym, not a pseudonym. We're a video game podcast, not an English podcast. No. Don't worry about oh my it. god, we would uh, not yeah, be good at that. I guess you're right because they did the really whole, the really shitty like lore for Quiet, which still blows my mind that they got away with that. But also, <laughs> but also, it's like part of me is like, hey, that's fucked up, and obviously you're just using it to have a naked lady in your game. But also, like, hey, breathing through your skin 
and having to like wear as little clothes as possible. Like there's something weird and cool about that. It'd be cool if it was a guy that was just like shirtless the whole time uh, and I, shorty I was shorts. picturing more speedo-y. Like oh, a, like yeah. A, like a battle speedo that has like mags on it. Yes. <laughs> oh, that'd be kick-ass. That reminds me of the character from uh, Kill a Kill. Oh, yeah. The guy, wait, is this the guy that has LEDs on his nipples? Yes. <laughs> Like, I exactly knew who I was talking about. You know what about? else is crazy, though, about, like, <laughs> since we're on the quiet tangent, uh-huh, uh-huh. and just, like, the idea of, like, oh, you need, video game guys need to explain what is up with their horny designs. <laughs> Hideo Kojima, when approached about quiet, was like, uh-huh. you guys don't understand. It's very deep and very cool. Check this out. She breathes through her skin. <laughs> and, and then when people... While, are- while he's giving that whole, like... Uh, speech on it. It's just showing her doing the dancing in rain scene. <laughs> and, like her just like wiggling on the floor like a fucking snake. <laughs> when Yoko Taro, the person that created Nier Automata, uh-huh. was approached and said, hey, why does your robot dress like a sexy maid with a skirt that you can look up? He said, I don't know. I thought it was hot. You know what? I guess you're right. There is a level of like, <laughs> if you own it, I think it's kind of, it's 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 easier to take in because you know what it's about. It's not like they're fucking dancing around the bush here. So we're going to make a game that's all about like what hiding the fact we that we're trying to make it horny. Yeah, but it is specifically for perverts. So uh-huh, it has Kojima's uh-huh. thing of like, this is definitely for perverts. Uh-huh. But or It has our, our game thing of this is definitely for perverts. Uh-huh. But Hideo Kojima's, wink, this definitely isn't for perverts. Wink, wink. But it has to be a remake. Okay. Uh, what game do you think was just like borderline, we could make this hornier if Hideo Kojima were to direct it? Um, I want to do some body positivity. So how about Battletoads? Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> you're th- expecting that one up. Well, I want so sexy you're saying Battletoads. that Battletoads already is borderline horny. I mean, like, don't isn't that like a lot of the art, like them just jacked up and using short shorts and like them just beating the shit out of things? You know what? I don't think I've ever looked at the concept, like the artwork for Battle. Toads. I don't know. I'm just winging it here, dude. I'm gonna look this up <laughs> and find out if you're if these things feel borderline horny. Or we could just make Golden Kamiwi the game. We could, but I'm way more interested. Wow, Battle Toads really don't wear a lot of clothes, do they? <laughs> wow, he just has this like. Yeah, hey Blake, this is borderline can I, horny can I already. See it? Let me see it. Yeah, go ahead and look at Battletoads. Oh, dude, just massive pecs. Oh my god, the no th- pants. The thighs, man. Holy <laughs> shit! All right, so Hideo Kojima is directing the next Battletoads game. What? <laughs> How can we make it more horny? I feel like other than giving them frog titties. <laughs> I mean, they already have big bara titties, so like now we need them to big, have girl, just big, big girl titties, bigger bara titties. Oh. That's a game just for perverts. <laughs> Hideo Kojima. But now we need... Uh-oh. We <laughs> have, we have Battletoads, uh-huh. physics-based, big titty frog women, and big titty frog boys. <laughs> um, but now we need... Uh-oh. Kojima came in and he said, nice, this is a game for perverts, but we can't let them know. Blake, what's our excuse? How do we explain our big titty goth... Or our big titty frog girlfriend? Uh, it's like a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle situation where they got enveloped in the goo. But the goo is like um, some weird serum made by a pervert. So they didn't ask to be this way. They're just this way. So it's like kind okay. of a... Tra- it's like a tragic It's hotness. a tragic thing. And the scene where they get gooed is... <laughs> Horribly don't sexual. Say, don't say get gooed. They got gooed, no. and then they transformed into Battletoads. And Kojima says, no, you don't understand. It sucked. But then when we see it in the scene, it's very distressfully okay. horny. I don't know why I'm getting this image, but I'm going to paint I'm gonna paint that in, that scene a little bit more okay, for you. Okay, but you need to do it very slowly for me. So video, Hideo Kojima loves his 80s music, right? <laughs> so it's going to play... Uh, actually, it's kind of 90s, but it's... Um, the uh, Nirvana's like um, <laughs> that song. <laughs> okay, okay. okay. <laughs> and that... I'm gonna go ahead and play it on the background <laughs> while you describe the rest of the scene, please. <laughs> no, get flagged. It's fine. <laughs> we'll only get flagged on YouTube. Sorry, YouTube audience. Keep going, please. I need this. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I had. <laughs> It's just like them having some 80s music on, and you literally just take the animation of Quiet, 
wiggling around in the rain. But with more goo. With more slime and goo. And also, also. Turning uh, into Hide- a frog. Hideo Kojima loves his like chapter based games. So he's mm-hmm, like, you know, mm-hmm. like chapter one, the end, chapter one, the beginning, that whole bullshit. Chapter one, the goo inning. Wait a second. <laughs> Frogs can change their sex. Okay, so they got gooed. I'm sure we can. I'm sure Hideo Kojima can find some sort of horrible thing to say about that. (laughs) That's definitely not perverted. Wink. This newest mission, they had to go undercover. (laughs) This game sucks. This game's really okay. This game is problematic, (laughs) and I don't like it. It's not problematic yet, but it definitely will get there if we keep going. I'll give you another video game submission. Okay. All right. This comes from Gazer on Twitter, Ooh. at Just Gazer. What's up, Gazer? The original Day One A1. Gazer suggests something that looks like a children's edutainment point-and-click game in the style of Pajama Sam or Putt-Putt that grows slowly into a murder mystery with an existential horror aesthetic. <laughs> okay. I actually, can can I take an existing property from another podcast and apply it to this one? Maybe. What do you've got? Okay. There's this other podcast I listen to called Story Break. Okay. And they, one of their, it was an episode for a while, from a while ago, but they actually, the story that they broke was a children's uh, storybook for one of the host's uh, newborn kids. And at the end of the episode, he read it to his newborn daughter. And I was like, oh, it's the manliest fucking shit I've yeah, ever seen. Yeah, that's real fucking manly. So, so the idea is, is that a squid that inks on everything and causes a bunch of trouble. So Aww. like, it's a point and click about a squid that inks on things. Okay. And then it just becomes a murder mystery. With an ex- with like an existential horror thing. So um, I like the idea that they cover everything in ink and eventually everything turns to black. So they everything. Can't, like they, they can't, can't see find anything because it's so all. There's no point and click to point and click. You can't click oh, on anything. Shit, so it just becomes black and empty and fucking sad. <laughs> so it starts off as a fun little ki- children's game of like, ah, I inked on that. And two then plus it becomes... two equals four. You made the four all inky. <laughs> two plus two equals ink splot. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so what are you thinking? If it's a children's point-and-click adventure, then we can take, like, a lesson that we learned as a child and really just, like, bastardize that concept, right? Okay. So, like, what are some lessons we learned as children that, if taken to the absolute extreme, would be the fucking pits? Don't talk to strangers? All right. Okay. Okay, here we go. It's an edutainment point-and-click adventure game where, like, the whole goal is that you'd, like, don't talk to strangers like you're not supposed uh-huh. to talk to strangers but you can talk to friends and stuff uh-huh. and then as the game goes on wait hold on we can use the Real pajama qu- sam ip and the beginning of it is like aha pajama sam stranger danger and by the end of the game it's aha pajama sam's a 28 year old adult that won't go outside well here's my thought how do they get friends if there was stranger danger because every friend is a stranger before exactly. they're a friend That's so they have nobody to talk to no one to talk to oh, you spend Jesus the entire game avo- as pajama sam trying uh-huh. to avoid as many social interactions as possible until uh-oh you're in your room as a 28 year old pajama sam because you never went out <laughs> you're wearing the same pajamas no because how are you supposed to of- buy clothes he just grew out of he just like grew through the footies and the footies are now at your knees basically <laughs> The cape is so small on their back. It's just, uh, and anytime she moves, you can hear the crackle. <laughs> Why like, does it crackle? Because it's been sitting for so long, like in juices and stuff. He's never taken it off. <laughs> Why would he not shower? Uh, I don't know. Shower heads look like strangers. <laughs> Have you ever? Haven't you ever been into a shower and be that like, that looks like a person? No. <laughs> Although, hold on, a shower head. People oh. have heads. Okay, I see yeah, how strangers you Strangers also have heads, so I, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I ran your math. That works. All right, I'm going to pitch you another game. Okay. I got a game for you. This one comes to us from Nick King B. Foling at 69420. 69, nice, nice. Nice. Pokemon bills and Pokemon taxes. Red and blue's adventure of dealing with the adult Pokemon. This brings up a very interesting concept to me. Who the, To own an animal, like say... You know, your roommate, Nina, owns three cats. They have to pay yeah. taxes on each one of those fucking cats to live there. 
What is taxes for Pokemon? Wait, they have to pay taxes for cats? Yeah, like they have to. They There's have, a cat tax? Well, well, it's not a tax, but it's like a fee when a ho- uh, like a pet owner's fee. Oh, yeah, home. yeah, yeah. Because so we, like, rent. so how does that shit apply to Pokemon? And does it apply to different types of Pokemon? Oh, yeah. Are you like, kidding me? If fi- I'm renting out a property and somebody's like, oh, I have a Ch- I have a Charmander that's coming in. Oh, that's fun. What is it about Charmander <laughs> you have, you again? Have fire insurance. If the fire goes out on its tail, it dies. <laughs> so you have a live fire in the home at all times. <laughs> So you, is that what you're telling I, me? I want to do a game like that because there's this really dumb fucking NES game from um, back in the 90s that was it was like I think it was just called Stockbroker, mm-hmm. where you were just you inherited a shit ton of money and now you need to figure out how to invest it in certain stocks and pay fees and all these different things. So I'm wondering what if you are a bulk bulk Pokemon owner and now it's just all the finances of dealing with Pokemon and it's just really monotonous and it's really boring. Well, the pro strat is going to be to get rid of all fire types because they are the biggest risk maybe ever. What if you what if you could turn it into some sort of like like money making game, like a cookie clicker sort of thing, like certain pokemon are worth more like you're you're just oh, selling like Pokemon. They're worth more, and then you have the Pokemon all in like a big area. Uh-huh. We've already done this. Do you not remember Pokemon? No, I know, Care? No, 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 I know. You, but that's that was about just handling them and taking care of them. This one's just literally they equal a dollar amount. So what I'm wondering is, is what if we form some sort of pyramid scheme, right? Where like they're selling knives, but instead of having you know salesmen as Pokemon trainers catching the Pokemon we need, and so we can sell them. So the more Pokemon they catch, the more money they the make. Mo- okay, so. <laughs> So but red catches it's tri- five it's, Pokemon. It's trickle down economics. It's trickle up economics. <laughs> that's how a pyramid scheme works. <laughs> no, but you say it's trickle down economics. It makes it sound better. It does sound a lot better. <laughs> so what you're suggesting is some sort of system where mm-hmm. I catch four Charizards. Yes. You get two of my Charizards. Mm-hmm. Oh, I get all of them. Because you're under you're under my contract. It's like it's like when you create art for somebody. If you created that art on their time, it belongs to them. Technically, okay. But then I could contract another mm-hmm. Pokemon trainer, and mm-hmm. he catches Blastoises and then gives them to me. Mm-hmm. I get three Blastoises. Yeah, you can sell them. You can sell them for you parts get and all stuff. Of, but then I kick up a couple Blastoises to you because mm-hmm. you earned it because you exist. I I paid for the Pokeballs, so yes, they are mine. I pay for the resources. <laughs> You want to pitch me another game? Yeah, I don't know what the <laughs> game is here other than just like a reminder that pyramid schemes blow. <laughs> I got a submission here from George L. Diaz at Ready, Set, Fire, 123. Is this a new user? I think this is a new submitter. Welcome. Also, that's a really, really good handle. An L.A. Noir type game, but you're a manager trying to find out which employee stole something from the store you run. Okay, well, I think this dictates what store we're we working at because I think it has to be an IKEA because you have more room to play. I'm very interested in this IKEA. You know what? I, oh fuck, fuck. Okay, fuck, tell me about. Fuck. I got it. Okay, tell me about it. I like this idea that it plays a little bit like LA Noir. Mm-hmm. I really like the idea that it's in an IKEA. I want to take a little bit of um, what's that fucking game? Control. Okay. So that new game, Control, have Uh you played it yet? I have not, but it's by my favorite game developer ever. Okay. I also have not played it because I wouldn't be caught dead playing any Well, I know the basic concept of it. Yeah, I've listened to plenty of games casts that talk Mm -hmm. about it. Mm -hmm. But it's just like a really, really big building that like has like an ever-expanding like Mm -hmm. shit inside of it. Like there's Mm -hmm. always new nooks and crannies and it's all the same building. Mm -hmm. We're in this Ikea, Mm -hmm. this constantly expanding, constantly growing Ikea. Mm Mm-hmm. Somebody is stealing all of the pillows. Uh-huh. You then have to run around this Ikea and hunt down where this person might have been in this ever-expanding Ikea. Like, oh, shit, he's up in the mirror room. Mm-hmm. Let me let me pitch you on something because I feel like Ikea, when I walk in, it's not ever-expanding. It's just I get lost a lot. And this I feel Ikea like, is. Well, hold, hold on. Let me pitch you on a different sort of working building. So okay. there are different biomes. There are different like sort of areas of it. But when I'm in IKEA, there's the kitchen section. I feel I feel like I constantly get lost, like it's changing all the time. So I'm thinking it's more of a labyrinthian sort of vibe. So it's like constantly changing places. Okay. So the route you took to get to the furniture, I mean, sorry, it's all fucking furniture. The route well, you like went there, to get to the like school, to the desk area, yeah, desks isn't the same every single time. So what you can do is, is maybe I want to take sort of the resource management thing. So like. Um, what's that one anime? Uh, is it wrong to pick up girls in a dungeon? That whole vibe where you go down in the dungeon and it's always changing. The deeper the dungeon, yeah, 
the cre- more dangerous the it more is. dangerous it is. So you have to go the to, higher up in the IKEA you go. Uh huh. The, the more, more dangerous, dangerous it is. is. And, but it has but, like investigation levels of like L.A. Noir. Yes, and like I also love the idea that like it, you mentioned, like it's labyrinthian. Mm-hmm. I want to do some like impossible geometry shit, like in mm-hmm. uh, Evil Within. Oh shit! Okay, you know what I mean. So Where like, you're you... going somehow vertically walking up and like shit like well, that. Well, more like you see a closet, right? Uh-huh. And like you know consciously that you come around the corner and you're like, okay, this is a closet right here. There's no mm-hmm, space mm-hmm. for this closet to go deeper. Mm-hmm. But you come around the corner and you look down the closet and it's a whole ass hallway. Oh, sweet. Like, okay. And then if you go through that hallway, boom, you're going to end up somewhere else in the Ikea. Oh, holy shit. Like, and then like you get like you some um, you come across the catalog, right? That shows you the map of the store. It's but it works like the uh, the map the Marauders map from like Harry Potter, yeah. Where you can kind of like see, oh, my footsteps were over here. Oh, but now they're over here. So you kind of get like a general vibe of where you are. In yes, the store yes, now. yes. It's like this roguelike mm-hmm. investigation game. Okay, sweet. That plays like L.A. Noir, mm-hmm. but has a crafting system. So I think it almost plays a little bit more like. Isn't that kind of what like Evil Within Two played like? Where uh, you've played more Evil Within than okay. I have. Evil Within Two was like a third-person shooter. It didn't have vehicles, mm-hmm. and in this game we will have probably two vehicles. There you will a, be shopping cart, and there will be the motorized shopping cart that IKEA employees get to use. <laughs> <laughs> but the cool thing is, is like when so you go out on an expedition to find out a piece of information, right? Yes. You have to fight. We'll have to come up with some monsters. I think they should just be like furniture that became sentient. So yes. like imagine like a bed. Oh, like you remember the mimics from fucking uh from, all from Dark Souls? It's all mimics. It's the a whole mi- oh my god, it's a it's a store full of mimics. Also, I holy shit, that's that's the background information. Like they IKEA has has been so successful that they've been able to sell furniture for so cheap because they have access to the only mimic supply in the world. <laughs> so they've been farming mimics to make these amazingly simple and cheap pieces of furniture, and it's gone awry. Okay. Yes. So this person, like you find out like somebody's stealing mimics. And taking them out. That's the thing they're stealing. I think that it, it starts off and they're just stealing items. And you're okay. like the manager and you're uh-huh. trying to like be like, man, I think Greg's stealing all of the fucking mm-hmm. pillows from the bedroom department. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. then you go there and like as you investigate more, you're like, oh, that's weird. I think Greg, somebody said that Greg's on the sixth floor, but I only mm-hmm. thought we had five floors. You go up to the secret floor and that's like where the lead is of the game. This is where it becomes Wait, so you the don't know? No, no, no. You think as the manager, it's a normal Ikea. Oh, holy shit. Uh, you're going to discover over the course of the game that it's like fantasy Ikea. Mm-hmm. Science, like Ikea that has an infinite number of mm-hmm. floors going hey, up. Here's our backstory on this guy. So... Um, we live in L. We live in L. A. A little bit to the west of us is Burbank, which is the biggest IKEA in America. The biggest. So he was the manager at that one, and was so good. He does. He got up. Uh, he got um, hired to move all the way to. I think it's Sweden to um, work at IKEA HQ, which is like the biggest IKEA but, ever made. Well, but he didn't out. know that this is the source of all the mimics. I think, hear me out, uh-huh. he gets transferred to a Swedish Ikea, he shows up and discovers it is known as the smallest Ikea in the world. Oh, So really? now we have a disgruntled main <laughs> protagonist, which I think is like key to a noir feel, right? Uh-huh. Like you need a protagonist that's like, feels like they've been scorned Suddenly by the world. Suddenly just started picking up drinking and yeah, you know, all that like, other good shit. Yeah, he's like, he used shit. to be the king. He used to run the fucking Burbank Ikea. <laughs> now he's he, over He used here. to get meatballs any day he wanted. Now he's over here. They had a full-ass all-you-can-eat buffet in my Ikea. I come over here and y'all have a fucking vending machine. If, this uh, is how I talk. Really quickly, there might be some people uh, listening to this that have no idea what a fucking Ikea is. Oh. Or they've never been in an Ikea. <laughs> Ikea actually has a food court where you can get like some of the most bomb like meat, uh, Swedish meatballs They have a around. lot of food in the Ikea food court. It's so fucking good. They have like juice boxes and like fl- like flowery chocolates and shit. It's great. It's really good. Also, if you've never been to an Ikea, please go. They're like a personal decorator's dreamscape. I love them cheap. so much. It's pretty good. Alright, but this is an ad for an Ikea. This is no. us discovering the mimic infested so, Ikea. So our main character gets, gets transferred to the smallest Ikea. Uh-huh. Oh, it's only three floors. I hate it here. <laughs> I don't know why I sound floor. like this, but this is my voice. That's that's that, uh, that's pretty good. I, uh, <laughs> Does it sound noiry enough? Uh, add a little bit more smokery vibe into it. Okay. <laughs> no, I fucking hate this place. That sounds so fucking surfer boy. <laughs> well, of course, he came from Burbank and he surfed every weekend. All right, Eric, can I do, can I do my best impression? Yeah. 
I used to work at the <laughs> previous time. <laughs> the last Ikea I worked at, I could shit five feet from my desk. Now I have to walk to the other side of the damn Ikea. But that's, but that's also just five feet. <laughs> Fuck this but Ikea. Other, is small. But it's on the north end. I want to shit on the west end. So and then he faced the sun. And so he like he discovers that like somebody's stealing all these mimics and then he discovers the secret third floor. Uh-huh. It's like it's like uh being John Malkovich where it's like the half elevator between floors or something. Yeah. So it's like it's like this weird world and then something happens that causes that third floor to spill out into all the other floors. So the whole IKEA becomes and that's, this weird thing. And that's thing. the mystery that you're trying to solve, right? Uh-huh, like you've uh-huh. accidentally broken into this like secret floor. Uh-huh. You as the main character accidentally release something mm-hmm. and now it is this mimic technology gone awry for this ever expanding IKEA. Oh, holy the shit. Deep, the higher up on the floors you go, the more dangerous the mimics you're going to find are. Oh, holy shit. You are still trying to find out who this thieving is, but maybe the thieving is the mimics trying to break themselves out. Oh, fuck. That's the, that should be like... That's like the big twist let's, that let's comes hold, out in the Let's hold act. on if, if we decide to come back to this because it says Nug Potential. This let's... has Nug Potential just because it's a kick-ass game. <laughs> it's dumb, dude. <laughs> it's fucking Ikea mimics. I'm super into this idea. That's why, they, like... that's why they have those cool Swedish names because those are like... <laughs> those like are alien me names as a stupid American. Yeah, me as a stupid American that doesn't speak any Swedish, I look at those names, I'm like, wow, that sounds like really mystic and cool <laughs> and monstery. Like, uh, I don't know. I got this new dresser that just says super kill murder machine. (laughs) That's not Swedish. But I assume it's Swedish, so it's probably fine. It's very elegant. It's like deep brown chocolate uh, dresser machine. I sure do love the super kill murder machine. (laughs) Such a nice dresser. (laughs) I wish it had more uh, drawer space, though. But, like, I'm really into this idea of, like, a roguelike third-person mm-hmm. shooter. And you can bring uh, – one thing that I loved about um, – I think it's one of the greatest roguelikes ever done, um, Moonlighter. I think bringing resources back that you can somewhat utilize, like maybe you have a crafting bench within your Yeah, office. we'll definitely have, like, a real progression system mm-hmm. because we have a story that we want to make sure that our players get through. Mm-hmm. Every roguelike should have a progression system. <laughs> you know, be kind of Thanks cool. for coming to my TED Talk. He <laughs> – he he can change his costume, but it's only one thing. It's different, his tie. Different ties? <laughs> yes. Different ties. Okay, let's put a pin in this. I do really, really like this game. We'll come back to it. <laughs> All right, AJ. You and I are, are deep into Pokemon, and yeah. I'm about to finish it. And I want to come up with a fun new Pokemon game. Okay. This one comes to us from Deacon St- Deacon's Tot on the Cool Games Inc. Reddit. I, would that be read as Deacon's Thought? No, because there's no H on it. Oh, okay. You dip. Sorry. Sorry. Pokemon Gym Builder, a Mario Maker style game where you get to design your own Pokemon gym and challenge other gyms, create confusing puzzles, place challenging trainers in the way of your opponent, build a team entirely of one type, and hope it doesn't get shut down. So imagine like you on your Switch, right? Uh Uh-huh. You, we now can, this is going to be the future of Sword and Shield. They're going to be introducing their new tournament thing where you can craft your own gym with your own activities and then you can, you can, uh, you can create the loadout of Pokemon for the challengers that they need to face. So then you can become the greatest gym ever done. Oh my God. That sounds so fucking cool. You'll be even fucking cooler. What? You can give them their own voice lines too. (laughs) So you can God, Nintendo would never give us this power. (laughs) No, you think they'd allow us to fuck with their IP so hard? You think we'd let you customize in our <laughs> Pokemon games? We got rid of that with secret bases. Wait, what? When they got rid of secret bases? What are secret bases? You don't remember secret bases? I don't remember secret bases. Uh, I think they were in like Sapphire and Ruby. Alpha They're, Sapphire and Ruby or well, just Alpha Sapphire and, Sapphire and Alpha Ruby had ch- secret bases in trees that you could do. Um, normal... S- and then I think like Diamond and Pearl had secret bases you could do underground, mm-hmm. just shit like that. I miss that. Uh-huh. I miss that like secret base mechanic of like letting players create like their own customized little space that other people could come into. Mm-hmm. Like it's really frustrating to me that like the Pokemon camps don't have that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, or you can like just challenge like all the Pokemon that they have, or like yeah, there was a thing like that, wasn't there? In like the bases, you could challenge people, and yes, you could because you could challenge people, and then you could get like flags and battle points from them. Mm-hmm. Yes, I want that back. 
I I th- do we want this to be its own standalone game or do we want to adapt into Sword and Shield? I think I'm ready to just slap this into Sword and Shield 2. Okay, so they are going to be introducing new buildings throughout the wild zone that you can come across. So like if a person in your vicinity has a gym, you can go to their building. One, you can decorate what the building looks like. So you can do your own aesthetic, yes. you can do your own emblem, you can do your own pictures, whatever. And you can like get you earn points for that by either beating other players' gyms or mm-hmm. through doing the battle mm-hmm. tower thing and using battle points. Mm-hmm. And then what you know be so fucking cool that I wish they implemented. Hmm. So you know, like in sort in Sun and Moon, they did the whole thing of like everybody's game is influenced by the other. You know, like it's like if it's night in one, it's day in the other. That yeah, yeah, kind of yeah. vibe. What if? Like, the person who was highest ranked gym became the final gym in that current Pokemon game. So imagine the final gym with the Dragon Boy is a complete blank slate at the beginning of the game. But by the time a person gets to the last gym, it's going to be a fan-made gym. I think that what I want to do for that instead would be a system where... Um, like a scoreboard. Mm-hmm. Like I, it wouldn't be like a geography thing. It'd be like if you create a gym, you could mm-hmm. post up your gym code online. Something mm-hmm. like a like what Mario Maker does, right? Mm-hmm. You you make your map. You have your map code. You put your map code out into the world. Yeah. You know we. And so people can make their own gyms, but they can only make gyms based on the Pokemon that they already have in their box. Oh, that's so, so fucking cool. So if I cool. want to make like an all dragon gym, oh, shit. All, the gym, all the dragon Pokemon that I have, I can put in for NPCs and stuff. Mm-hmm. And again, like if I want to make my gym better and stronger, I need to go beat other people's gyms, earn battle points, buy, train, or buy gym members that could be mm-hmm. put into the arena. You know what I would want to do because it would like be so fucking painful? And I love games that beat the shit out of me. That's why I like Dark Souls. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to make my own set of eight gyms. So the thing I want to do is like, say we took Pokemon Sword and Shield and all of the gyms are now blank slates. Yes. And then we can create our own eight gyms for any player to log in and try and take on. Yes. I think that I, I don't know if it's that like all eight gyms are blank slates. I want the players to be able to create their own puzzle rooms. Mm-hmm. Like I want it to be its own. Why am I so popular today? People, please stop. Stop messaging me. I'm recording a podcast. <laughs> so, like, you can create as many as you want. It is mm-hmm, like a mm-hmm. Mario Maker-esque, mm-hmm. like, list of, like, I want to build this, I want to build this, the I want to build the that. The thing is, is, like, You can I build want... your own league within those, like, that list. I want to do a Nuzlocke run with fan-made things. Like, imagine, like, you know, like, how Ross from Game Grumps was accredited as, like, one of the hardest fucking Mario Maker developers out there. Yeah. So, imagine he... If that level applies to eight gyms that are the hardest gyms ever created, and you want to do a Nezlock run of that, you could. Be like, I want to go through all of Sword and Shield, but all of the gyms are now custom created. Okay, you want... Okay, so then we could add a system where, like, you could replace... You beat a gym. Mm-hmm. You replace that gym so with the, ga- the gym so the, you've built? So like, the, what is the so system? The ga- How does So the game work? starts up. So you have, on the title screen of Sword and Shield, you can play... Uh, Nintendo version, uh-huh. or you can play custom version. So when you load up the custom version, you then get, you load in the yeah. You can the, choose the which gym codes. Yeah, so you can be like, okay, I want okay. gym one to be this code. I want gym two to be this code. Because then you can get all these really cool forms of like, what's the hardest fucking gym gauntlet around? Yes, but it's reasonable and can be done based off of the Pokemon you find on each route. Yes, that's very cool. Oh, you can maybe even choose the different Pokemon on the routes. Could be like I want this. I want route to be specifically glad. Uh, so what you're asking for is a Pokemon game that you can at the very beginning decide. I want these Pokemon. Yeah, you want Pokemon I want my your own, way. I want Pokemon my way. Yes. Okay. But which and Gym Builder is just a little sliver of that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Or you're you, a real give a mouse a cookie situation. I say you can build your own gym, and you say all of it. <laughs> all of it's mine. I want it how I want it. <laughs> AJ, we make we make games that are never gonna fucking happen. I know, so we and can, we got we can really make dangerously them however close. However, we fucking want, dude. <laughs> we got dangerously close to me to talking about a cool game that I did want, which is just just give us the fucking secret base and let us battle in them, Pokemon. Do you please. think? Do you think we're gonna get any addition? I, I hear tournaments are coming for Pokemon yeah, but, Shield. Like they'll be fun, but I don't think that they'll be like. There won't be a reward for playing it uh, other than like bragging points. Like I don't uh, think that they're going to give us like special like you kicked too much ass. T-shirts. I bet you they're going to give you outfits. I don't think they will. Really? Yeah. I don't know. Like I'd be kind of. I have cool. a suspicion that like Nintendo's whack as shit. Mm. Actually, that's yeah. my that's my deep suspicion. <laughs> <laughs> little rumor, Rum- little rumor I'm working on. 
Nintendo's a little bit wacky. Let me, let me ask you a question. Is it Game Freak that's the weirdo, or is it Nintendo that's the weirdo? I think it's Nintendo in general, but I think Game Freak also has issues. Okay. Because, like, Nintendo is always weird about shit like this. Yeah. Like, why you are mean, they like, not online lobby? content creation? Yeah. All their internet yeah. stuff is weird. You know, it's kind of weird that they gave that much control to their IP. Like, to I mean, Nintendo? To, sorry, their poster kid, which is Mario. Like, they have Mario Maker. Like, why yeah. can't we do a Pokemon Maker? Did you hear about, like, how they're doing a Legend of Zelda Maker now? Really? They're, it's a free update for oh, Mario so Maker. Oh, that's fucking cool. You can make 2D Legend of Zelda maps now. And, like, what? those come with their own tools, like bombs and swords and shit. What? Yeah. Oh, my God. I actually need to pick up Mario Maker 2 now. I was thinking about that, too, <laughs> just because, like, the idea of a second IP that you can build stuff for is so exciting. Yeah, oh, dude. I, you know, that's the kind of the cool thing about certain companies getting a, a shit ton of IPs under their belt. It's, like, how they can mix them and play with them. Uh, hey, Mario Maker, when are you going to give us Bayonetta Maker? <laughs> Let me make my own What are you talking about? Levels. We're never getting another Bayonetta game. They don't give a shit. You just got to play the Wii U version. Why would you come in here and gut me like that? I don't need to play it on the Wii U. They do have a Switch port of Bayonetta and Bayonetta 2. That's right. Yeah, that's all you're getting. Just like I'm never getting another Spyro game. Like, I miss, <laughs> I love the Spyro games. I'm not getting another one. <laughs> all right. Do you have another fake video game for me? I gave the last one, so you need to give one this time, sir. Mm, are you sure? Yeah, bitch. Uh... Bitch. Did that clip the microphone? Oh, yeah, that clipped. <laughs> <laughs> This submission comes from our Reddit from user the Michael Pank. Michael Pank suggests. Say that three times fast. Michael Pank suggests. Michael Pank suggests. Michael Pank <laughs> suggests. <laughs> and I'm going to speed that up in post, and you're going to be really impressed. Oh, it's going to be really high pitched. A game where you have to put together outfits for people to try and win fashion shows, but all the characters are JRPG protagonists. Okay. So uh, basically, oh, this is like um, I on Twitter. I, ha I it's my user profile, but it, like you know, like those little games that you can share with all your friends, where you can create yourself in like an anime version. Yeah. So it's like that. Basically, well, it's like one of those dress em up games, but you pick like the character style. You pick like it's like a dress em up game in a fashion runway game, but like I want to lean into like the ridiculous JRPG thing. Okay, so hair. The jackets. more belt straps you have, <laughs> the better. You know what I mean? Like Ra like Ragna from Blaz Blue, he's got uh -huh. like eight belt straps on him. Uh -huh, uh -huh. He's doing pretty good. You know what would be kind of cool? What? Like, what if this was like an online game, right, where you can submit your characters to runways? Yes, and then there will be like actual fashion judges. So mm -hmm. you build your your character design mm -hmm. you submit it online we'll have deadlines like every three days for mm -hmm. another fashion show oh you know be so cool and then we'll like do judges to base who wins it'll be like america's next top model uh -huh. but online for jrpg protagonists how about this it's it's we have the traditional runway and then we have non-traditional runway so like say you want to build a gurren logon s character then you are their runway is them hopping into a mech and doing a pose or it's like them hopping, them like swinging a sword and it's like slow motion, like them wanna, posing as they swing it. I don't know so about like, like building complete mechs. I want to focus this one just on but, the but, JRPG But you get character. what I'm saying, right? Yeah, like, like you put like them in the scenario. for a fighting game. Yeah. Make a JRPG character for And then for you show a little fantasy. segment of them doing their poses within that sort of fighting thing. Fighting game or like them, you say you craft a, a music person. You could just show them playing their guitar and jamming out on drums or something. Who do you think has the most wild? JRPG main protagonist outfit that you have seen? Uh, Jojolian from JoJo's Part 8. Blake, do you know what a JRPG is? Uh, Japanese anime. You're very close. <laughs> Japan <laughs> Japanese role-playing games? <laughs> um, I, you know what? Honestly, I think like the Like Xenoblade? I think the only JRPG I've ever touched was Final Fantasy XV. That's it. Okay. Their fashion is pretty tame. Yeah. They're um, just a bunch of goth boys. <laughs> they are all kind of gothy, aren't they? <laughs> but like, have you seen like Final Fantasy VII? It's like uh, cloud. Oh, oh in... with like the bolts, bolt shoulder plate. And yeah, stuff the like that? bolt shoulder plate, or like okay. in Xenoblade Chronicles, the, the uh -huh. main character is wearing chaps that are shorts. Look, you know what? That you can see his. <laughs> low... He's wearing shorts and then chap shorts, and you can see the shorts? lower thigh of him because the, his lower thigh is not covered by his undershorts. <laughs> Have you really not seen the Xenoblade Chronicles kid? I've seen chap shorts, and I think that's the greatest discovery I've made this week. <laughs> I 
Okay. Here's the Wait, thing. Wait, I'm pulling you up. This kid's at, like, <laughs> Wait, this is a child. This fucking kid has chap shorts, dude. What the fuck, dude? Xenoblade. Okay. Here's the thing, though. I think JRPGs and a lot of anime have very similar things in common. So I think we can use designs from JoJo's. I. And I honestly, think some some JoJo's characters you tell- probably look like JRPG. Are you telling me everybody from Part Five wouldn't be a JRPG character? I could see Mista being a JRPG character. Also, fucking uh, Polnareff with his butterfly glasses. Are you fucking kidding me? Okay, Polnareff would probably count. Why can't I find a good image of this kid's fucking chap shorts? Oh, there they are. <laughs> they're assless chap shorts. <laughs> Look like he'd get a draft. He definitely gets a draft. But like that's the shit that I want. I want ridiculous JRPG outfits. I want like, oh, that's awesome. Chap shorts. What what could be more ridiculous? Oh, I know. Pants that are just the shins. All Wait, those, thigh exposed. Those exist, though. Pants that are just the shins? Yeah. Dude. Oh, I guess that is just leg warmers, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, basically. I want jean leg warmers. Okay. How about this? I wanna I wanna give you I wanna give you an image. Okay. So it's jeans where it's just like at the top it's kinda like a speedo thing. Okay. And then it has one strip going down the, the top of the thigh. Okay. It, it circles around the knee and like does like a cool little circle or a heart or something. Okay. And then another strap down to like bell bottomy pant uh, bottoms. Okay, what are we looking at top-wise? Give me, you give me the top, are and then the hair, <laughs> and then any accessories, and then I'll rate it. Okay, okay, okay. So then the straps kind of go up, giving uh, it's it cuts off. I mean, it's like it goes across the belly, so you got midriff, right? Okay. And then it goes into this woven basket look, where it's like kind of checkers across the chest. I like that. But it has an open back, Ooh. and then turtleneck. It goes up into a turtleneck. Is the turtleneck also mesh, or did it become? cloth like it's solid cloth it's like no no no. it's all like woven like you know like woven baskets where it's over under over under. okay, okay. so it turns into that and then it goes up into a over the under sort of turtleneck okay turtleneck turtleneck and okay. as a hat he has a he has a little propeller hat okay i like this <laughs> oh, do we have any accessories on the arms i think his arms feel a little naked unless I, that's what you're going for i think he should i think this person should wear like you know those little button like things above your pocket that are like they they have a little nipple like the little nipple thingy that you look like you should click things onto. Oh, the little okay. It's yeah, just, I know it's it, just those like, little it's like, like jean studs. Yeah, so he has gloves, but each knuckle has one of those on it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then on the back of the glove, it says because uh, I don't know some JRPG shit is where they use English words for whatever. Yeah, I'm it into says that. Orange on it. Okay. Just the word orange. Is that and, on both hands? No, on the other hand, it says pineapple. So when he. <laughs> He puts okay. it together. He says his uh, his strut name is Orange Pineapple. I like Orangey it. Pineapple. There you go. Now, should I assume that these this outfit is all blue? What uh, are we looking color wise? I'm this thinking. So I'm thinking it's all blue because then it makes the orange and pineapple like orange lettering and yellow lettering stand out more. Okay. And it okay. also makes you look at like why the fuck did you do that? Just how I look at those assless chap pants and I'm like, or short Excuse pants. Excuse you, they are assless chap shorts. <laughs> <laughs> but they have like they 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 are shorts that turn into pants. I guess. Well, no, he has shorts underneath. Yeah, he has shorts underneath. And then he has assless chap shorts over the tiny shorts. The very fact that we don't know how to explain this is is a sign that it is fucking ludicrous. You realize that, right? It's a sign that it's incredible. JRPG fashion is the fucking tops no and you know what honestly i feel like i i feel like it's if you had to dress that way it'd just be like a cosplayer's hell like all the time you know like you know like cosplayers have to hold their shit together or they can't do any major movements before it falls apart yeah these people are battling their clothes should be fucking falling off them because it's just not stable or at least whoever makes their clothes should be getting like huge awards like <laughs> holy shit you made the zipper outfit that was all zipper and no cloth Wait, tell me how a zipper. I described an outfit. What does a zipper outfit? So look the like? zipper outfit is actually a dress that like is just a zipper spiraling all the way up to the top. Hey, that's cool as and fuck. And I think the zipper ends on the top left shoulder, but with a huge buckle. Uh huh. And then oh, I fucking love that actually. And then maybe on the right there there is a little bit of cloth on the top right, and it's mm-hmm. like a cloth pauldron that runs over the side down the right arm, and it makes like a big poofy sleeve, mm-hmm. kind of like what a. One of the characters from Kingdom Hearts would look like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they have like the big. Yeah, yeah, Aqua has like poofy sleeves. Mm -hmm. It's just like that on one side. The other sleeve is bare. Mm -hmm. And then I think that it's got boots. 
giant buckles on the boots. They have to. They, you have. It's a buckly aesthetic. No, you know I, what I mean? No, the boots are still zipper aesthetic, but I think mm-hmm. that like it is three zippers. Okay, They're like sweet. black boots with three zip, four zippers, one on each direction: the sides, the insides, mm-hmm. the front, and the back. Mm-hmm. Can I pitch you on one thing to add to that? There's no laces on the boots, by the way. Like the zipper <laughs> on the front just goes down and then curves to the front of the shoe. Okay, sweet. <laughs> Uh, their backpack should be just a giant zipper, like a giant, like, you know, the pulley on zippers. It's just that. And it dangles and flops with them as they walk. And it's all made out of metal. <laughs> um, You know, I'm not digging the I'm not digging a backpack aesthetic for the zipper, Jess. OK, I am really interested in the idea of a clutch, though. Like a clutch purse, a clutch purse. OK, tell me about it. Um, I think that the clutch purse is. Just one giant buckle, actually. This is where it gets a little bit weird. <laughs> and that's my JRPG fashion okay. character. I, I love it. Um, we should... You know what we haven't done in a while? We haven't... Oh, we should haven't we do, put a vote we up? Haven't, we haven't done a poll in forever. <laughs> We're going to put a poll on when this episode drops, and you guys tell us which one of our JRPG characters is hotter. Wait, I need to make a name for mine. <laughs> okay. Because yours is Orange Pineapple. <laughs> <laughs> I think Zip. <laughs> Zips is clever. You know what else is even more class, more clever more though? Cl- more, cl- more clever? Yeah, what's up? Fastener. Oh, I like that. That's pretty good. Yeah. All right, so it's Fastener versus Orange Pineapple. <laughs> <laughs> That'll go up on Twitter. Let's, let's go to that. another video game submission. You want, okay, let's do one more lightning round, and then we're going to jump back into our nug. Okay. I think I know what our nug it's is. It's the unless, Ikea game, right? Unless, unless let's this... see if lightning strikes here, though. Hey, AJ, do you have another one? Because my phone died. <laughs> <laughs> God, fuck. Fuck. I got a submission from Oblivion across the internet at Bivy Lad. Bivy Lad suggests Nintendogs, but with toy guns for the dogs. And it's called Watch Dogs. Here, I got your game. Okay, go. It's just, it's just guns laying on the floor, but you can't do anything with them. They don't move. They're not sentient. You just have a camera locked on a plastic fucking gun on the floor, and that's the game. You can touch. Wait, there's you... still dogs though. Or are you saying a... no dogs, <laughs> only guns? Wait, Nintendo guns. I thought you. I thought the submission was like it's like Nintendo dogs. Like you, you hang. Oh around. yeah, Nintendo dogs, but with toy guns. <laughs> oh no, but with toy guns for the dogs. So it's just so there <laughs> are dogs. You can give the dog a gun. Wait, what? <laughs> it's saying that it's saying toy guns for oh for the dogs for the dogs. I thought it meant for the dogs as in instead as in replacing of dogs. the dogs. No, yeah. they're on some scruff McGruff shit. They okay. want to see a dog with a gun. All right, AJ, AJ. I think this boils down to what gun would you? What dog would you want to see with what gun? Ooh, um, wiener dogs. Of course, a sniper rifle. There's just something <laughs> really satisfying about the longness of that. <laughs> Um, I think a lab, like any sort of lab breed is going to get like a shotgun because uh-huh. it's like a bird hunting dog, I think. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I think that sounds right to me in my head, and I'm not looking for any sort of constructive criticism on that opinion. <laughs> okay, so taking- I think that boxers, they're just going to get like normal pistols, maybe mm. like a really big deagle, I like was, a desert eagle, I was big, thinking, massive pistol. I was thinking like a bolt, uh, like a, a boxer gets like those, um, you know, those like old timey cop like leather holsters on their sides. Uh huh. So it has that, but with like two revolvers. You know what? That's way better than mine. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. I was also thinking like maybe you can introduce things other than guns because I think the idea of a dog with brass knuckles is like the funniest fucking thing to me <laughs> because it was it would hold it in its mouth. <laughs> yeah. It would just run at you. That's important to know. The dogs will probably be holding these guns in their mouths because they are toy guns. And now the idea of the wiener dog with a really long sniper rifle holding it like a big stick is very funny to me because just, it would look like a T. He just... If the dog it's too heavy for the dog, and that's what you can do too. You can pair guns, but it has a dog has to be strong enough to hold it, right? So if or it'll get, drag it. Or so it's a wiener dog that just drags it, and anytime he fires it, it just hits people's toes. <laughs> and then, like Nintendo dogs, always have the little mini games. Like you could take your dogs out to go like do fo- sporting events, like frisbee yeah. and stuff. Yeah. But in this game, you would take Shooting the dogs out pigeons? to do sh- shooting. Yeah, okay. the dogs would shoot guns. I do have one very important question, and it's not necessarily pertaining to this video game. Uh huh. Why the fuck haven't we gotten a new Nintendo Dogs game for the Switch? 
because um, the very fact, you know, like how uh, in Sun and Moon you can pet the Pokemon. You can't you, actually. You, you can't, can't fucking pet the Pokemon in Sword and Shield, which is like, hey guys, you have the biggest fucking touch screen of any sort. Any. Sorry, I, I have bells. You have bells I, on the thing, so we super know that you hit the microphone. I have bells on my microphone right now because it's Christmas. Um, you, know, you have the biggest fucking touchscreen on any sort of portable device, and guess what? You don't you can't fucking put Pokemon. Not only this, do you know what Nintendo, what Game Freak did to the, me? Did to me personally just they, to fuck oh, me, uh, AJ Hart? <laughs> what they do, bro? So they have a little thing in there where you can like play with your Pokemon, right? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. if you play with your Pokemon, <laughs> you get to build friendship. Uh-huh. And if you have good friendship with your Pokemon, when they go into battle, they have spe- they'll do a little wiggle because Nintendo's like check this, Aww. check this adorable animation out. They shake. I'll, that's my grievances with the animations but then sometimes flavor text will come on and it will say <laughs> shit like mm, beat stick your grookey sure would like to be pet right now and then i spend the next day and a half the day the video game came out googling hey how do you pet your pokemon and pokemon sword and shield it's weird because like i know it's a touch screen and so i should be able to touch them and pet them but no for some reason i can't figure out how to do it so i've gone into the camp and i've been crouched down and I'm crouched on the floor so that I'm at my Grookey's light, Grookey's level, and I touch the touch screen, and it doesn't work. So maybe I try to pet him with the little feather thing, and he just punches me. And so I'm like, fuck, it's three days in, and I'm just stressed out because I can't pet my fucking grass monkey. <laughs> little side story to this. AJ and I were on the freeway, and we were having this exact conversation, and he was losing his shit. And it's I didn't, the most stressful I, I didn't, thing in the world. I, I didn't tell you this, but I was so worried you were going to get in an accident because you were so distracted. <laughs> Why would they do this to me, AJ Hart? I was so stressed. I was stressed. I had real world stress and anxiety because I couldn't pet a fake fucking monkey because I thought I was a dumb pea brain idiot that couldn't figure out how to use a fucking touch screen. You ready for a nugget? Man, I hope that's intelligible because I know that I just really started just going like a million words a second. I was looking at the audio levels. You were pretty okay. <laughs> All right. So is why our... can't you pet them? <laughs> Maybe you can. We just don't know how. The fucking switched thing is three times bigger than my cell phone, which is all touchscreen. Why can't I touch my Pokemon? Wait, important question. Can you pet your Pokemon in Pokemon Go? No, oh, but you okay. can pet them in Sword and Shield or in Sun and Moon. Yeah, that's weird that they didn't adapt that. Like maybe yeah. not enough people fucking did it or something. Not enough know. people pet the Pokemon, <laughs> so we removed it. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> you know, I love that. Like at least one episode, one of us goes on like a meltdown. <laughs> like you've had two episodes in a row, man. You melted down over the whole feet thing, and then <laughs> and then you got this. <laughs> <laughs> my psyche's just always on the edge i can go off at any second <laughs> all right so we have our nugget which we have is our Ikea. nug so what is the end game because i want to figure that out and then we can go to patch notes i think the end game is either i think the end game is that you discover that the mimics mm-hmm. have created this cursed ikea mm-hmm and maybe we'll do something where, like, there's some branching paths. Or mm-hmm. we can write that in, or I can talk to you, and we'll figure out which ending we think would be most satisfying. Mm-hmm. Well, I think the thing that stands out to me most is, like, how did they get these mimics into the Ikea in the first place? And why are why don't they just go Hulk mimic out when they go to other Ikeas? I think it should be like Pokemon. It's a symbiotic relationship. These mimics live to be used as furniture or they live to be used or whatever Mm -hmm. but then some mimics in the in the hq started rebelling so now you have like some like for a mimic to be sent to another ikea they need to have passed their whole mimic exam or something yes but here this 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 facility is different because some of them will start wigging out and it's your job as the advisor to fix that shit well your job was you didn't know that that was going to be your job you 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 got transferred and weren't you were not told that there was a secret mimic foundry in here. Uh uh But I do like this idea that there are kind of two factions of the mimics. Mm -hmm. There's the good mimics that want to be be used as furniture, Mm -hmm. and then there's the evil mimics that are just crazy and nuts. They become like these weird... 
evil versions of all of the furniture from Ikea. So like yeah. you can be wandering down a hall surrounded by furniture. You don't know which one's going to jump out and be a ba- going to be- fuck you up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I, if we're taking a, this thing from control, I want to figure out two things. So if we take a little step from control, what's our final boss fight look like? And what's their weapon? Like what is an I- what does an Ikea person have that they can fight Ikea people with? Like, because I think in Control, they have that weird stone They have, like, pistol. a gun that transforms. Yeah. yeah. So do we want to be, like, it's just rummage and build a weapon because you're not, the, you weren't given one? I want to propose the idea of, like, maybe Control's a bad example because it's, like, way more sci-fi than I think that this game's going to be. Mm-hmm. And I want to lean a little bit more into, like, the, the evil within to mm-hmm. crafting mm-hmm. mechanics. Okay. So you find stuff that you can turn into weapons. You find stuff that you can turn into weapons. And I think that maybe once you get into those higher floors, like mm-hmm. maybe once you hit like floor five or floor six, those really difficult ones, you're going to start finding security that got terminated. Uh, and if you're really lucky, maybe you can find a gun or, gun or two. I think you find pieces of guns. Pieces of guns that you mm-hmm. can then craft in. And that's like the roguelike progression. You're going to go up. You're going to go through the floors. You're going to find parts of guns. Mm-hmm. You're going to come down. You're going to be able to start crafting guns. Can I, can I pitch you on something? Yeah. Your weapon is a mimic. So... You find a good mimic. You find the thing that you discover is like you come across on the very first mission is you're going up to floor three, but you get stuck on floor three and a half. And then you come across a bunch of evil mimics trying to convert one of the good mimics. Yes. And that mimic becomes your buddy because then you can also have like really cool little poster art of you and your mimic friend. Yes. And then like as you go through the game, you'll find pieces to of add gun, to your mimic. And then your mimic will be like, oh, you know what? I think I can make a taser. Actually, mm-hmm. I've seen mm-hmm. enough taser parts. Let me give oh, this a go. Oh, and other and certain furniture is more vulnerable to other things. Like metal furniture can won't a, a flame flower does nothing to it, but a butt saw where I can chop that shit up. Yeah, yeah. Or it's like a gun that shoots like little buzz saws, like yes, the, yes, like yes. the dude from Turbo Kid, basically. <laughs> That's kick ass. <laughs> all right, so uh, obviously our final boss is going to be the evil mimic who's been leading it all. I think it. If, what if that's the? It's it's the employee that you thought was stealing stuff uh-huh. is revealed to be a mimic that found out how to create. How to to mimic, mimic a person. Oh, holy shit. And so you need to terminate this mimic that found out how to be people. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But then when you do this boss fight, like it's going to be like a real gauntlet. Like this mimic is able to transform into like a hundred different things. Like, oh, now oh, it's a, now it's a big it changes mo- monster its type, truck. So now like it's going to transform. Are, yeah. So it's kind of like Mega Man in a way. Yes. Where, and on the final boss, you have to cycle through everything that you've gained through the game. Oh, holy shit. What if like you miss something? I think if you miss something, you get put back down to the bottom, and then like mm. it is roguelike, so then you're going to have to work your way through and I hope that you should, can I think, find the drops. I, I think it should be like Gungeon, where each level has a bo- like a couple different bosses that can be applied to that level. And as you beat a level, you can then get that. Once you beat a level, the mimic can mimic that button on the elevator. Mm-hmm. So let's say you don't have to always play through floors one through three because you know that you've progressed beyond yeah. that in the game. Yeah, Gungeon works exactly the same you way. You can say like, ah, actually, I'm going to just go ahead and go on the elevator up to floor five and start from there on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Gungeon does that? Yeah, it's basically the way Gungeon works is, is like you meet this one person that's like once you have a certain amount of resources that you can only collect on a level, you can't actually save them outside of the level. Mm-hmm. You have to... Um, you you have to spend them on that current run, which will allow you to go back to that floor or go beyond it. So you actually, like, to get the elevator to floor two, in between levels one and before you finish two, you need to collect this amount of coins and this many keys. Okay. And then it'll build the elevator for you to where you can just automatically go to level two. I think that this game will let you start jumping floors just because you've cleared them. I don't know. I think like it'd be kind of cool to build them. I want them. Okay, let's do a little yeah, bit of building. Yeah, because IKEA is all want... about building, you know. Yeah, you know what? That's a good point. You should build your way through there. And mm-hmm. then I think that we're gonna have a secret ending. Mm-hmm. And the only way you can get through the secret ending is if you do manage to go through the whole gauntlet of floors one through whatever our final floor is. Oh, holy shit! You have to do it in one in go? one go in one oh, run. Holy shit! If you're able to do it, then you get the secret ending. Okay, but sweet. other than that, you're always gonna get the bad ending where your mm-hmm. main character dies at the end. Mm-hmm. But if you want him to live and get the su- the good ending, all ninety nine floors in one run. Oh, holy shit! I love it. <laughs> all right, cool. What this- are we gonna name this game? Um. Is this game officially licensed IKEA property? Yeah, like all okay, of our games okay. are. They're cool, always cool, cool, officially cool. licensed. I'm sure IKEA's really itching <laughs> to get into the game. You scene. know what? Honestly, what? It's, you know, with like the amount of like companies and stuff making their own games again. 
Yeah, I there's that. I'd be like, surprised if IKEA did like a maze-like game or something. Well, next month we know that we're getting for like, or this month I guess for like the free game of the month we have the official Monster Energy Drink game. <laughs> so this will be the official IKEA game. Okay, sweet. <laughs> but wh- do we just t- call it that the IKEA the video game? <laughs> the official IKEA video game. IKEA the officially licensed <laughs> video game. <laughs> They'd fucking hate us so much. I like it. <laughs> the officially licensed IKEA game. Or is it IKEA the official game? No, the officially The officially licensed IKEA video game. Okay, I'm into it. That's I'm our, into that's this very name. much. There yeah. it is. You know what be really sweet too? Well uh, IKEA shared this. Thank you so much, <laughs> IKEA. Thank you for listening. No, no. Um you know like at the end of Portal where it's just the final image is like you got to have cake? Yeah. What if the final image of the game is just you having a bowl of Swedish meatballs that are steaming? With <laughs> With your, your mimic. With your mimic, That's boy. the catch. I think that the the bad ending, the mimic always dies. Maybe the bad ending is like all mimics are terminated. But if you beat it in the one go. The good ending, if you go through the whole thing, you're able to save your mimic. Uh-huh. And then you get the little like surprise image at the end He's still of alive, the mimic you know? and the main character. And then we just do a complete rip off of the Still Alive song from Portal 1. Oh, I'm, flat I'm all out, about it. Flat out stealing. <laughs> are you ready to go to patch notes? Yeah, I think we're ready to go to patch notes. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Patch Notes. Just as a heads up, uh, we are going to be doing an episode next weekend, but after that, we are going to be taking Christmas off, just as a heads up. It will Um, also be recorded a little bit earlier than most episodes, so go ahead and send your submissions in earlier than later this week, because we want to make sure that you get them in before we record. And if you want to submit something, make sure to submit it to our Twitter, Spiritual Suck with two Cs. Uh, You can send us an email, spiritualsuccessorpodcast at gmail.com, or you can submit to this Cool Games Inc. Reddit or our very own Reddit. And if you want to help out our show, the best thing you could possibly ever do is share our show with a friend. It's the holiday season. It's the holiday season. And what's a better gift than giving a podcast? It's free. You get to listen to it and like with some like cocoa and just like when it's snowing outside. And it's just... free. <laughs> and of course. It's free. It's free. <laughs> a free gift. The best gift. And if you guys can leave a rating or review, we actually have about 400 of you guys now. And if you, some of you guys can leave us a rating or review, it would definitely help us stay on those charts. And we would love you so fucking much. We really would. And then, of course, if you want to see some art, I know that Blake's going to make some officially licensed IKEA branded artwork this week. And if you look at our socials, you'll find it on Thursday. Or if you're part of our Patreon, you'll be able to see it earlier. Mm-hmm. Usually on Wednesday. And then last and certainly not least, our intro and outro music is Cheap Shop by Anna Monaguchi. An excellent song from an excellent album for an excellent game. I have been your host, AJ Hart. And I have been your other host, Blake Rea. This has been Spiritual Successor, and these are cool games that should not be made. <laughs>